Hello everyone and thank you for joining us for the beginning of our Advent series, The Gift of the Christ Child. I hope that you had a great Thanksgiving this past week. I know that uh, it was a little bit different for us. I know that um, while we weren't able to physically see family, we were able to uh, join them uh, on FaceTime and and be able to at least have a home-cooked meal uh, with our immediate family, um, as well as just call family and tell them the things that we were thankful for. I know that having a six and a three-year-old, we also always enjoy uh, Charlie Brown Christmas, uh, as well as Thanksgiving. We often try to watch both of those uh, kind of around this time of year. And so I hope that really uh, this this week was one where you were able to reflect um, and draw attention to what you're thankful for, especially in this year. I know as we start off this Advent series, um, we're starting off with a very familiar uh, story um, that we see in Luke chapter 1, verses 5 through 25, where it talks a lot about the birth of John, um, and it's foretold in Scripture here. And so um, I just want you to hear this maybe with new ears today um, and think about this as we start our Advent series. When Herod was king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah. He was a member of the priestly order of Abijah, and his wife Elizabeth was also from the priestly line of Aaron. Zechariah and Elizabeth were righteous in God's eyes, careful to obey all the Lord's commandments and regulations. They had no children because Elizabeth was unable to conceive, for they were both very old. One day Zechariah was serving God in the temple, for his order was on duty that week. As was custom for the priest, he was chosen by lot to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense. Verse 10, while the incense was being burned, a great crowd stood outside praying. While Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the incense altar. Zechariah was taken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. But the angel said, do not be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife Elizabeth will give you a son, and you are to give him the name John. You will have great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. Verse 15, For he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or other alcoholic drink. He must be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth. And he will turn many Israelites to the Lord their God. He will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah, and he will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children, and he will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. And that kind of wraps up our opening scripture today, but I want you to think of Luke in light of this. That I want you to think about what it's like uh, to run to the tree as a child every year. Um, maybe that that favorite gift that you had, or maybe you spent hours shaking boxes or trying to decipher what's in every package while your parents are asleep. But this spirit of expectancy uh, keeps children awake on Christmas Eve, waiting to announce that it's finally Christmas morning. And just the joy it comes with running to the, to the tree and unwrapping uh, those beautifully packaged gifts. Um, really, the only thing that separates them being different is maybe some of the gifts uh, you have are color-coded. And really, as we start off this, this season of Advent, uh, which today marks the first Sunday of Advent, um, 
we need to come to it expectantly, just like a child running to the tree, uh, wanting to get its absolute favorite gift. Um, and we see this actually uh, in our story today. The first gift we see is a gift for Zechariah. Um, Zechariah, first of all, was a Jewish priest who worked at the temple managing its upkeep and teaching scriptures and directing worship services. Zechariah and his wife Elizabeth were known to be people of holiness. Unlike their religious leaders who called Jesus hypocrites, Zechariah and Elizabeth were called righteous in God's eyes, which is kind of cool. I mean, who would not want that title? Because their obedience was from the heart. It wasn't wrapped up in legalism. It's they wanted to please God. They were well suited for doing a special work for God, but they also had pain. And it was the pain of not having children in a culture where barrenness was associated with disobedience or sinfulness. Year after year, they prayed for the blessing of a child, and every year, that answer was no. Over time, old age stood between Zechariah and his heart's desire, and he lost his sense of expectancy in the waiting that he was hoping to have this incredible blessing, but it just didn't come. Is there anything in your life that maybe is like that, that you've been praying about it for so long, it's not came, and you just have lost your joy and your expectancy? The great thing about Advent is it kind of rekindles those in us. But one day while on duty at the temple in Jerusalem, Zechariah received an unexpected gift. He was chosen by the priest to enter the holy place and offer incense to God for all the people. Suddenly he found himself face to face with an angel who brought an astounding birth announcement. The long-awaited Messiah was coming and Elizabeth was having a baby too. The good news of the coming Savior was eclipsed by doubts of his own ability as a father in his old age. His age spoke louder than God's promise. As a result, God prevented Zechariah from speaking until the promise became a reality. So maybe our first question is this, what gift of hope and faith do we find as we unwrap Zachariah's gift today? Physical limitations do not limit God. Sometimes God accomplishes his will in unexpected ways. God answers prayer in his own way and in his own time. And he works in an impossible situation to bring about the fulfillment of the prophecies concerning the Messiah. For some of us, maybe it is old age or maybe it's finances or maybe um, it's just a lack of belief that I actually could do that but um, what maybe is one thing that you could pray about today that the Lord could move in unexpected ways we just reviewed how there was a gift for Zechariah let's look now how there was a gift also for Elizabeth remember Elizabeth was raised in a priestly line of Aaron and she was well suited to be the wife of a priest. While she was groomed for ministry since the moment she was born, she was ordained to walk that difficult road of barrenness. Nothing prepared her for the shameful disgrace of having no children in a culture that measures women's value on her ability to bear children. A childless old age was a painful reminder of unfulfilled dreams and unanswered prayers. Zechariah went to the temple in Jerusalem for two weeks each year to fulfill his priestly duty. He returned home from his trip with a special gift for Elizabeth this time, though. 
He delivered a handwritten birth announcement because he was literally speechless after his encounter with the angel. When Elizabeth became pregnant, she knew her child was the long-hoped-for gift from God. Family names were very important to Jewish people. It was natural to assume the baby would have been named after his father, but Elizabeth named him John. This was the name the angel had given him. Zachariah's written agreement freed his tongue. His first words after months of silence was worship and praise. Zechariah prophesied the coming of a Savior who would redeem his people, and his son had been chosen to prepare the way, and John was set apart for this special service to God. Elizabeth whispered her own praise as she cradled God's gift in her arms. She waited so long to feel his soft skin against her own. She caressed his wrinkled skin with her own and marveled at God's perfect timing. This tiny baby would one day take stony hearts and exchange them for hearts ready to receive the Messiah. For now, Elizabeth would hold him close to her heart. So what gift of hope and faith do we find as we unwrap Elizabeth's gift? God's timetable and methods rarely conform to what we expect. There is purpose in the waiting. Perfect timing is part of God's well-orchestrated plan. And so just kind of in review, what gift of hope and faith do we find as we unwrap Zachariah's gift? And what gift of hope and faith do we find as we unwrap Elizabeth's gift? Two kind of similar things here, but again, plays out to the personality of each one uniquely. And now let's look at the last one. One that we all know very well, a gift for Mary. Mary was young and poor and female. In her culture, these qualities would have made her an unlikely candidate for God's service. Despite what she lacked in the world's eyes, Mary had something priceless, though, on the inside. God chose this humble teenager to be the mother of the Godchild, the Messiah. God's favor does not automatically bring instant success or fame. A young unmarried girl who became pregnant risked absolute disaster. In fact, it was scandalous. If the father of the child rejected her, she would remain unmarried for her entire life. If her own father rejected her, she would be forced into begging or possibly prostitution to earn a living. Mary knew the risks, but chose the unique privilege of being a mother to the Son of God. The pains and pleasures of motherhood can be understood by mothers everywhere. Mary was the only human present at Jesus' birth who also witnessed his death. She saw him arrive as her baby son, and she watched him die as the Savior. The painful privilege of motherhood would take her to the foot of the cross where her son was rejected and crucified by the people who he came to save. We can imagine that even if she had known all she would suffer as Jesus' mother, Mary would still have given the same response, an absolute yes to God's plan for her life. So, our question is, what gift of hope and faith do we find as we unwrap Mary's gift? If sorrow weighs you down and dims your hope, wait patiently for God to finish working His plan. And so, the days leading up to the birth of the long-awaited Messiah were clouded by things like political darkness, oppression, hopelessness. Amid suffering, God gave the most wonderful gift that has ever been given, Jesus. The baby born in Bethlehem brought unending hope and faith to people walking in darkness. It was prophesied from the beginning. 
the birth of Jesus is a promised fulfillment. The world around us still walks in darkness, but hope and faith shine brighter than the darkest night of the soul. Unending hope and faith enable us to experience abundant life, even in times of great difficulty. When physical limitations threaten to steal our hope and our dreams, faith and hope remind us that God accomplishes His will in very unexpected ways. When our prayers are unseemingly answered, hope and faith remind us that there is purpose in the waiting. And lastly, when sorrow weighs us down, hope and faith remind us to wait patiently for God to finish working out His plan. This beautiful gift-wrapped package of hope and faith are ours, but we have to unwrap it. We have to untie the ribbon and rip off the paper and open the box. The color-coordinated wrapping paper is all that stands between us and an abundant life. May God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. And that's found directly from Romans 15, verses 13. Thank you for joining us for the first week of our Advent series, which is the gift of the Christ child. I hope that you've enjoyed a look into the gifts of Zachariah, Elizabeth, and Mary. If you have any questions, feel free to leave them uh, for us. And I hope that you've enjoyed uh, this take on Luke chapter 1, verses 5 through 25. Again, thank you for joining us, and may you have a blessed week. We'll see you next week for week two of our Advent series. Take care.